Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's the Locked On Mavericks podcast for Thursday, February 9th, episode number 83. I'm Mike, he's Jake, he's at Not Jack Kemp, I am at Machine Sports. If you would like these next few words to be about your business on a regular basis, feel free to contact us uh, at Locked On Mavs or Locked On Mavs at Gmail, and uh, we can work something out. We can be talking about your business uh, in front of an audience of thousands every single day or at least four times a week, and uh, win-win for everybody. I think that's called a uh, win-win-win. Um, all right, we're going to do a couple things today. Um, we're on the eve of a uh, Utah Jazz visit to the AAC, so we'll take a little bit of a look at them. But I had a couple questions. As we have kind of a, a light spot in the schedule for the day, it t- gives me a moment to step back and kind of look at what's, uh, what's happening. And I think what I wanted to ask you, uh, Jacob, is um, – I was I was ranking the Mavs' assets again. I think we did this about a month ago or six weeks ago. And the picture was quite different um, than it is at this exact moment. Um, they were not trying to tank, but they were um, <clears throat> a much uh, worse basketball team. They uh, We were talking in assets in terms of uh, what do we actually keep? What do we uh, throw off the the deck into the ocean? Um, what What is tradable? So we don't need to do, do a full re-ranking of the assets quite yet, I don't think, maybe during the All-Star break. But I had a couple, two questions that really kind of stuck out when I started doing this. Number one, um, is Seth Curry a top three asset at this moment for the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, I'm going to go yes on that one. You're obviously, your first one is Barnes. Um, I still think that... I guess it depends on what you th- the two or three could be Dirk or Wes. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're saying it depends on what you mean when you say asset. Uh, if you mean what would you get back, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the most traditional. Like you know when they do trade value co- uh, columns, yeah. Fangraphs or Simmons used to do it. That he would factor in your. It wasn't like your best players. It was the value you provide. And basically, if you want to put Dirk ahead of Curry at this point, what you're saying is the hypothetical situation, let's look at it from the team that would be taking them, right? The hypothetical mm-hmm. situation, let's say that you're giving up the same thing. You we would either get um, a few months and probably one year of Dirk. I don't think Dirk plays past next year. I really don't. And 
if he does play another year after that, he's not starting for a contender um, mm-hmm. at that point. So let's just say for the purposes of this conversation, you're talking about the rest of this year and one more year of Dirk or the entire rest of Seth Curry's career. Yeah. I have a hard and- time thinking that a guy who I think can can be a sixth man of the year candidate and at, at, at worst, I think he can be a sixth man on a good team. I think he can be Jamal Crawford. And I know that's crazy because Jamal Crawford is like, one of the best six men of all time. But I think that I think Seth Curry can score 15 a night in the NBA playing 25 minutes. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. And, I mean, if you get as deep into it as looking at contracts and uh, how they carry forward and stuff like that, he's on a two-year deal. So you have his bird rights. That's what I'm saying. Is that I w- In this situation, I'm assuming that you're getting his basically his career – if you think he has value, because he's not that young. So when he signs his next contract, he'll be 27 or 28. So let's say you get Seth Curry from age 26 to 32, mm-hmm. or you get a year and a half of Dirk. I, I think I have to put Curry ahead of Dirk. Yeah, and it's not, we're not even, I don't know, you you start wedging in so many different interests into your, like, your final judgment on one of these things. Like I didn't even put Dirk in my rankings because he's not getting moved, you know what I mean? Um, so I didn't even like considered Dirk hardly at all although I do if you start if you throw him in the mix and you start factoring in like on complete if you just go by on court contributions he's probably right behind Harrison Barnes but if you start factoring in all the stuff we just talked about then it's a different story and I just didn't I didn't even throw him in there because I was like (laughs) no one's trading for Dirk they're not letting Dirk go he's gonna be here until uh he says he's done but I think Seth Curry is like their second best asset right now (laughs) yeah so so I think the the flip side of that is, do you think that, what do you think of Wes? And if I were throwing Dirk into this, mm-hmm. I'm not positive, even though his deal is really friendly and Bob and I debate this all the time because if I say I can name five other guys that he's better than or he's worth more than to a team than, that make the same money, to me, that's the market. And yeah. what him and TC always say is like, oh, well, don't justify a mistake with five other mistakes. To me, that's like, once you've got a preponderance of evidence, that's not a mistake. That is, that's what people who do that job make. Yeah, that's the environment that you're living in. So it's not a mistake. It's it's how it is. But it's, with Wes, it's the landscape. It, with Wes, it comes down to what you think he looks like at the end of this deal. Because mm-hmm. he's got what this year, next year. Uh, no, he's got two more after two this more year. years. Yeah. yeah, he's got his age. This is his age twenty nine season. He's got his thirty and his thirty one. Obviously, you'll have your bird rights if you if you want them. Mm-hmm. Um, for a guy who can be the second best defender, if not the best defender on your team, and will probably also score 15 points a night, I think I would even probably put Wes ahead of Dirk right now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, for and I know team- you, I know you're not ranking Dirk, but yeah, I mean he's a starter who shoots. He's back up to being a 38 to 40% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a starter, he's, you know? Yeah, and he's kind of figuring out his uh, his in-between game um, over the last, I don't know, two to four weeks where he's fine uh, getting run off the line and getting, you know, to the uh, into the paint and doing that little fall-away jumper. Like, he's hitting that. Like, I used to hate that shot. I've been traumatized by that shot. And every time he does that, I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't. But, like, I swear to God, over the last two to four weeks, he's been knocking that down with, like, regular consistency. Um, and people let him shoot it because they're used to him uh, not having that and not having that that second spring 
in his legs. Um, and I put Wes at, like, whenever I did the overall one, I put Wes at, like, four. And I put Wes just slightly behind, like, our first-round pick. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Because, I would agree with that. Because I think people want to be able to do whatever they want with a first-round pick, and having a player on a rookie contract is more valuable than um, – because you, you assume – depending on where the pick is. You assume you could draft someone that's starter, almost starter caliber, right? That, say it's a two, then you have a starting caliber two at uh, whatever a first-round pick dollar is, $5 million, $6 million a year, compared to Wesley Matthews, who's age 29, 30, on 17 and a half, which is average starter money. Um, that's just how it works. But I had uh, Barnes, Curry, first-round pick, and West was kind of how that shook out. And then the other question I wanted to ask you is, is Yogi Ferrell their fifth best asset? Mm, man, I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm really not. And, and I know that I, I it's, you almost feel like I'm going to have the, the Mavs police, like our version of the, uh, <laughs> the Gestapo or something like taking on, like, I don't know, dude, I, I I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. But I think we need to all slow down a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't think that guy's a starter. And I don't think he's ever going to be a starter. And a lot of people said that about Isaiah Thomas, and they were wrong. But right. here's a, here's the sneaky thing. Look, dude, I'll, I would go nuts to have Isaiah Thomas on our team. And I think that their team can handle it pretty well because they have a buttload of wing defenders they can play with them. Yeah, I mean, IT only works because there's Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart and Jay next to him who are like, right. I don't know, all top 20 defenders in the league. <laughs> so here's the sneaky thing about Isaiah Thomas's numbers. Yes, he's averaging more points than any Celtic ever. He's almost at 30 a game, and he's contending for a scoring title. They're only half a point better per 100 possessions when he's on the floor. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. plus three and a half when he's on the floor, and they're plus three when he's not. Dude, don't talk to me about that being an MVP at all, mm. because go look at the numbers even whenever LeBron's off the floor and Kyrie and Caleb are on the floor together. It's ridiculous. Like, that's a – that's – I like the idea of dreaming big for Yogi Ferrell, but I don't think you're contending with that guy as a starter ever. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know that I would put him – I mean, but that, I guess goes, it's, that goes for every iteration of him going back to, like, Jeremy Lin. Like, that's not your starting point guard that's going to be um, starting game six of the Western Conference Finals for you. That's just – it's same thing with J.J. Barea. I mean, if J.J. Barea is your starting point guard, you're going to have um, drastic inefficiencies in areas that it's going to take you – it's going to cripple you to overcome, um, namely rebounding and namely uh, defending the three-point line, which they haven't paid for up until the last game. But now I think they're going to probably start paying for it. And that's when you got to start hiding guys. And, I mean, there's only <laughs> – West can't guard everybody. Um, Seth Curry is barely competent enough on the defensive end to guard his own guy. He is. He does get a lot of fancy steals. I like that. I like that. If you're going to be, you know, um, not that solid of a lockdown defender, you might as well hop in some passing lanes. But you don't have enough to overcompensate for what Yogi Ferrell is going to do to your – and the ways that he's going to compromise your defense. The Celtics do, obviously. Yeah, they do, and they're working around it, but that's a pretty rare situation. Yeah, that's I mean, very... to, ha to have 
that collection of those guys, I mean, that doesn't come up very often. So I don't think really that exists the, anywhere else. <laughs> right, right. So the question is, let's say that uh, he's a very good combo guard. I'm, mm. I, I could be sold on Curry starting way more than him. Oh, yeah. Um, even though I think that the idea for Seth is probably that he's a, a mega bench player. But let's say that he's like your second combo guard. He plays 20 minutes a night. Very important role. Um, is a guy who can do that. Basically, he can be Berea for you, which Berea, they don't win that title without Berea. Yep. Um, is a guy who can do that, is that worth more than whatever you could get back for Bogut or D-Will, which is either a late first or an early second? And I'm kind of conflicted on that one. So Yeah. I mean, just because the buzz of Yogi, I put it more valuable because people know his name right now. And, like, idiot GMs, like – Teams that go hunting stars like, uh, I don't know, Knicks, Nets, um, Bulls, teams like that will, they factor in, they bake that into the cake of this guy gets buzz and people like to watch him play when it really doesn't matter overall. Um, yeah. Whenever it comes to game 47 and you're getting your ass beat by Milwaukee or something. But I feel like he's got the, he's got the Jeremy Lin buzz right now. Um, and if, you know, the Knicks tried to trade Jeremy Lin at the end of that year, I wonder what they would have gotten, you know? Yeah. But, well, that's a good point. So it's just a matter of, do you think a guy who can be your, e- even even with that, dude, you're not getting, even any of those teams you named are not going to give you a pick that is in the top 15. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, of not. For him or for D-Will or for, like, don't you think you could get more for D-Will back right now? Than Yogi? No? Yeah. I feel like it's about the same. And D Will's um, no trade clause obviously clouds that a lot. Um, I feel like that's I don't know that's I feel like it's almost exactly on par. Like if you yeah. tried to if you tried to trade Yogi to the Cavaliers, would they give you offer you the same exact thing that they um, offered for D Will? And I think it's about on par. Uh, so here's the last thing I wanted to bring up. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we got the Jazz too, but F it, we'll I, just talk we about the Jazz quick. tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting one when you talk about Wes and a guy that we used to really uh, covet, and I'm not totally sold that um, he's not better. Let's let's talk Nick Batum. Okay, is Wes Ma- are you is Nick is Nick Batum better than Wes Matthews right now? I don't. I think, think you'd be so. surprised, dude. And Nick Batum makes twenty million dollars. Yeah, I think 20, he's twenty one. So that's whenever you start saying that Wes is overpaid at seventeen one this year. You can look at Jimmy Butler and be like, Jimmy Butler's way better, and he only makes half a million more. Okay. You can look at Clay and John Wall and say, yeah, those guys only make 17. Mm -hmm. Um, He's obviously not near as good as them. But there's just as many guys on the other side of this that I think he is as good as. Like, Nick Batum makes 21 a year. They're very similar players. Yeah, he's he's having a pretty crappy year from what I – I haven't watched a ton of Hornets basketball, but – yeah, I've I've read things that people are not impressed. Like whenever he actually does play defense now, like one of the Hornets accounts I uh, I follow, they're like, "Oh, Nick Batum being aggressive defensively for the first time this week, impressive." And yeah, he was a guy that I was like, "Well, f it, we're screwed this off season. We can't get uh, Whiteside doesn't want to come here, Conley doesn't want to come here. Let's just go get Nick Batum, whatever, man." Um, and I think that would have been a really awful uh, investment to have Wes and. Nick Batum, love them both individually. Love Wes individually like more because he's our guy now. But 
I don't know if you have two guys making that much money that aren't giving you the bang for their buck um, necessarily. Um, that would have been a real tough one if we had Nick Batum on this team this year. So when you hear somebody say Wes is overpaid, just know that I can find five to ten guys who do the exact same or less, and they make the exact same amount of money or in the same neighborhood. So he's ready that's, for you. Yeah, that's right. I've got I've got my uh, I've got my retorts. All right. So what did I take on Utah? Did I take fifty three? Uh, let me scroll down real quick. Utah Jazz. The over-under was 47.5. I know I went over that. Yeah, I think I went 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might have gone 53. I was wrong about the Wolves. You were wrong about the Jazz. Yeah. I was more wrong about the Wolves than you were about the Jazz, though. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're on pace now for 53 wins, which would be a fifth best record in the league. Um, they've won... 11 of their last 14 coming into tonight. Um, they don't play that well against teams over 500, but, you know, no one really does. And uh, their little, like, scheduling clunks are, like, super awkward. Um, they they look like a really good team, and then they'll go on, like, a four-game losing streak. They'll look like a really good team for, like, two weeks, and then they'll go on a three-game losing streak. They'll look like a great team. They'll lose three out of four. They'll do it again for another week. They'll lose three out of four. Um but they've had the sixth easiest schedule in basketball, and we know what happened last time they came in here. But I I don't know. They're on the tail end of a back-to-back, so I don't have very much feel for this game. But uh, they're, they're better. They're substantially better. And uh, we might have to talk tomorrow about Joe Inglis because he's been awesome for them. <laughs> Just Dude, all, of- you need, all you need to know about what I think about Joe Inglis is when you when I see his face – and I see his body. All I can think about is the kicker from the replacements. <laughs> the little wiry guy? Yeah, they're like British awesome. kicker who's like smoking all the time. Uh, and like his hair is all just it's just so ratty. Just Google the replacements kicker right now in one tab. And then Google <laughs> Joe Inglis in the other. And I swear to God, you will not be able to unsee it. Doesn't he it's, uh doesn't it's horrific. He charm up a uh just a real rousing jailhouse song or something in a movie of course okay. like all like any drunk british guy in any movie <laughs> that's his whole role and that's what i imagine joe ingles doing on uh on the jazz bus <laughs> he's been awesome man it's i know really, it's ridiculous it's really really weird like he's a legit three and d player and like they're substantially better when he starts and it's bizarre but screw us utah's gotten really good and uh they might need to strike this year because they got some decisions to make. But uh, do you have post game tonight? No. F. All right. No. Stinking hockey. Well, yep. watch watch the game anyway. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, same time. And uh, thank you for listening, Jacob. Thank you for your time. All right, bud. We'll see you. Later. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.